Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary. I have another special episode for you today because I have my cousin Ryan as my guest. Uh, he is my guinea pig because, uh, as my regular listeners know, usually when I have a guest on, they are the one who is actually reading. Um, but uh, I wanted to try something new. So I'm going to still read, but he's going to be here to uh, comment and ask questions and uh, just sort of be another voice here on the podcast. So, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to be here. I'm glad that you thought I was a good person not qualified to read the dictionary. <laughs> Uh, yeah, very qualified to not read. Uh, so can you just tell us a little bit about who you are? Let's let's do a short little interview. Oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that. Um, my name is Ryan, and I come from Cincinnati, but I live in Boston. And uh, I'm an economist there with three children. So that's like one quarter economist and three quarters dad. <laughs> uh, so it, in many ways, very much kind of the opposite of me. Um, but we, we grew up, we're only like a year, a year or two apart, I think. Uh, exactly a year. Exactly a year. Yeah. Within we're born. Days. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we grew up together. We didn't live near each other, but we saw each other once or twice a year. And uh, so uh, for a little background information, uh, my dad's side rents a house um, every sort of Christmas time and the whole family gets together and uh, we we just all hang out for a few days and it's a lot of fun. So that's what we are doing right now. And I snagged him before breakfast uh, to to do an episode. So let's get into it. All right. Uh, so our first word is autogenous. A-U-T-O-G-E-N-O-U-S. I have no idea if your uh, economist background is going to come into any of these words, but we'll find out. I haven't looked at these yet. Uh, all right. It uh, could also be autogenic. Uh, it is an adjective from 1826. Number one, produced independently of external influence or aid. And a synonym is endogenous. E-N-D-O. So uh, as an economist, actually, this word endogenous means a lot to us. Oh, um, and this couldn't have worked out more perfectly. It could not have worked out more more well. But in fact, we have a very different interpretation of what endogenous means. So opposed here, to autogenous? A, opposed to autogenous. They oh. would not at all be synonyms in okay. my world. So autogenous is something that is completely self-generated, it sounds like, without any external influence. Okay. And yep. for us, endogenous really is more or less synonym for an outcome. So there are causes and effects. Endogenous things are the effects, but there are causes for these things. And in this, this word right here, it seems to be that there's no cause. It's self-generated. Nothing caused it. It came, came only from internal forces. Right. Produced independently of external influence uh, or, or aid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so anytime I come across these words that are in lower caps, uh, I've always said they're synonyms, um, which I think is usually the case. Sometimes if it um, if it seems to be the opposite, it'll say compare to, mm. and then it'll give the word, which it doesn't say here. Um, but yeah, maybe... Um, no, I'm sure that it's meant as a synonym. Okay, okay. I'm just, but not in your context. In, in my context, that, that endogenous word is is a really important word, and it means something rather different than they have in mind here. That's so interesting. Yeah. Uh, can you give us an example of something in your world that would be endogenous, or is that a little bit too complicated? I don't know. It's not so complicated. Any economic outcome would be endogenous. So the price of meat this year would mm-hmm. be endogenous, and it would be caused by many things, including perhaps the weather that affected farming. Sure, sure. So those would be the exogenous forces causing the price of meat. It wouldn't be autogenous, right. but endogenous. Nice. Yeah. 
I, like I said, that couldn't have worked out more perfectly. This is very random, uh, and so I'm very, I'm very grateful for that. And even if that's the only one that you have a connection to, that's perfectly fine. Uh, all right, number two for autogenous, originating or derived from sources within the same individual, as in an autogenous graft. Number three, not requiring a meal of blood to produce eggs. Uh, a little bit different from our number one definition, uh, as in autogenous mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, autogenously is an adverb, and autogeny is a noun. Uh, a little bit on the uh, etymology. Uh, it's from ought, the prefix ought plus gene or genes from Greek, which is born or produced. And there's more at the suffix gen. Good to move Excellent. on. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's see. This, I'm not sure. Ah. Uh, Autogyro. Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. Autogyro could be spelled A-U-T-O-G-I-R-O or G-Y-R-O. This is a noun from 1907. A rotary wing aircraft that employs a propeller for forward motion and a freely rotating rotor for lift. Do you know anything about planes? That sounds like a helicopter. Oh, I think you're probably right. Rotary wing that employs... Yeah. I don't know anything about planes, um, but no, that makes sense. I have uh, fond memories of um, our, our grandpa, Grandpa Russ, giving us those little balsa wood planes, and sometimes they had the uh, the rubber band. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was cleaning out my dad's basement just a few months ago, and we found a huge box with about 60 of these oh. balsa wood planes in there from when I was a kid, but they were still working. Nice. And so I took my children out, and we've been flying balsa wood planes into the trees and leaving them behind and getting new ones. You know, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> there's there's definitely something to be said for the old technology that still works. You know, Absolutely. if there's no no electronics inside of it, if you can, it, it'll still work or That's right. make it work or something. Uh, all right, so this is, um, oh, it is from Autogyro, uh, which is a trademark. All right, next we have Autograft, G-R-A-F-T. Uh, this is a noun from 1881, a tissue or organ that is transplanted from one part to another of the same body. And autograft is also a transitive verb. And I have an autograft of bone in my right arm from my left hip. Whoa. I didn't know the word, but now I do. It, it was autografted. So was that when you broke your arm? I broke my arm playing baseball. I remember that. Yeah, and it was uh, not healing properly. And then eventually they went in and broke it again. And I'm, put I remember plate. seeing the scar. Yeah. I, was it over a couple of holidays? It was you had a cast on once, and then you had another cast on later. It's possible. I I think the whole process took less than a year, but it took oh, okay. forever. I, I I can't remember. I don't like to think about it so much. <laughs> you still have a scar. I still assume. have a scar. Yeah. But, so they no. took part of the bone from your hip. Yep. And put it in your arm. And put it in my arm. What were you doing when you were playing baseball that made this happen? It was a rainy day, and I and I was just going for a fly ball from center field or right field, and the second baseman came out, and uh, neither one of us yelled loud enough or yelled, and uh, all of a sudden I looked down, and there was this guy come one inch away from me. I put out my arm to stop the collision head on, and uh, I saved our heads, but it uh, cost the arm. Uh, probably better that way, right? <laughs> That's probably right. Not good that your arm broke, but saved that head. Um I thought I had another question about that, but yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, obviously, but um, that sucks. It I've never out. broken a bone. 
Never broken a bone. No, I'm I'm gonna try and keep that track. You're not taking enough risk, I guess. That's true. I'm not. <laughs> I've never played sports really. Um, all right, we are going to move on to autograph. This is probably one that a lot of you are familiar with. It is the first form of three. This is a noun from 1623. Something written or made with one's own hand. Uh, and then we have a an original manuscript or work of art. B a person's handwriting or handwritten signature. Autography is a noun. And let's look at some etymology real quick. Uh, it is from the Latin autographus, which means written with one's own hand, from the Greek autographos, which is from the aut prefix plus graphos, which means written, and there's more at the suffix graph. Uh, how's your autograph? Uh, it's very messy. Mine too. Yeah, totally illegible. I, I've sort of done that consciously. It's like autographs are supposed to be just sort of squiggles, so... That's what I do. Uh, all right, now we have the number two, uh, or the second form of autograph. It is an adjective from circa 1676, being in the writer's own handwriting. Uh, and then colon, not copied or duplicated, as in an autograph letter. I think that's a, a form that I'm not uh, really yeah, familiar with. I didn't know about that one. Now we have the third and final form of autograph. It is a transitive verb from 1817. One, to write with one's own hand. Two, to write one's signature in or on, as in autograph a book. Yeah, that's the one. That's where I should have asked about your autograph. Uh, have you ever met any celebrities where you get an autograph from them? Uh, I think I've got a couple of baseball player autographs when mm -hmm. I was younger. George Foster comes to mind. I have uh, no idea who Member that is. of the Big Red Machine, 1970s uh, uh, baseball. Before my time, actually, but still legendary when oh, yeah. I was young. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, not lately. Haven't met any celebrities. You got, you're busy with kids. Yeah. All right, next we have autographic. This is an adjective from 1807 of relating to or constituting. Is that the constituting? Yeah, it goes over the second line. Uh, or constituting an autograph. Autographically is an adverb. Now we have auto harp. It is all one word with a capital A. It is a trademark and it is used for a zither with button controlled dampers for selected strings. Zither is Z-I-T-H-E-R. It'll be a long time before you get to that word. Whoa, uh, I figured it out about 15 years <laughs> uh, if my math uh, comes out right. Uh, have you ever seen an auto harp or know what I it is? I, it seems like I've heard of it, but I have no idea. You've probably yeah. heard the sound it makes, but maybe didn't realize. Yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of experience with that, but it's it's uh, what it says. Yeah. All right, next we have auto hypnosis. So it's hypnosis with the auto prefix. It is a noun from 1889, self-induced and usually automatic hypnosis. And auto hypnotic is an adjective. Have you ever been hypnotized? No, I haven't. I haven't either. I don't know if I want to. I'm a little afraid. Yeah, I'm a little suspicious that it's real. That too, yeah. Uh, all right, next we have autoimmune. It is an adjective from 1952 of relating to or caused by autoantibodies or T-cells that attack molecules, cells, or tissues of the organism producing them. Not good. As uh, And then we have an example, autoimmune diseases. Uh, autoimmunity is a noun, and autoimmunization is also a noun. Uh, these, I think, are really common, uh, much more than people probably realize. Certainly, yes. In my extended family, I have several stories along these lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, I know I, there are people in my wife's family who have um, a number of autoimmune diseases. I th- so I think it must be sort of genetic in some way, but there are so many of them. And um, it's it's really sucks that our body decides to attack itself. Yeah, and that's essentially what that is. Next, we have auto infection, all one word. It is a noun from 1879. Reinfection with larvae produced by parasitic worms already in the body. That sounds terrible. Awful. Next is auto intoxication. Uh, it is a noun from 1884. A state of being poisoned by toxic substances produced within the body. Ah, so you're not like drinking something uh, which is a toxic substance, substance, but it's your body creating something that is toxic. Uh, do you even know what that would be? I, I've never heard of that. I can't quite see what that is. We uh, will have to ask the couple of nurses that are here to, yeah. to uh, find out what that is. Uh, all right, next we have autologists a-u-t-o-l-o-g-o-u-s it is an adjective from circa 1911 one derived from the same individual as in incubated lymphoid cells with autologous tumor cells and am i saying that word autologous yeah that is a fun example number two involving one individual as both donor and recipient as in an autologous blood transfusion also as in an autologous bone marrow transplant. So this is like an autograph. Was that an autograph? No, an auto... Oh, autographed with no, a an T at the end. Right. Yeah, they yeah. definitely seem related. It's just a different... It's tissue matter of different types. Yep. All tissue in the body. Yep. All right. Next, we have autolysate. Autolysate. A-U-T-O-L-Y-S-A-T-E. Uh, could also be autolysate with a Z. It is a noun from 1906, a product of autolysis, which we are about to get to. Uh, but first we have to say autolyse with an L-Y-S-E is the British variation of autolyse with a Z. And here we go with autolysis. It is a noun from 1900, breakdown of all or part of a cell or tissue by self-produced enzymes. Autolytic is an adjective we are definitely in the world of body stuff yes a lot of body doing things to itself right exactly that's that's that auto prefix uh and here we go with auto lies we had the british variation before uh it is a verb from uh 1903 uh first we have the intransitive verb definition which is to undergo autolysis and then the transitive verb definition is to subject to autolysis so in one case you are making the autolysis happen, and the other case, the autolysis is happening to you. Uh, next, we have automaker, all one word. It is a noun from 1903, a manufacturer of automobiles. Do you not, have a... not too surprising about no, that one. I could have guessed that one. Yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite car brand? Do you care about cars? I don't care so much about cars, but I did buy a new car for the first time in my life i guess really nice whereas for me the car we bought a family car a while Uh, back but i bought a car i really liked the new mazda that seemed like a great car it was a little expensive though so i went with a civic and that's fine it it, it gets the job done i can't imagine a more fine car (laughs) (laughs) in any dimension right in the middle yeah yeah it gets you from point a to point b Hopefully not too much gas guzzling. Yeah, it's got yeah. So it has. Uh, I I upgraded to the turbo engine, which has more horsepower and it's supposed to get better mileage. Oh, interesting. I thought you yeah. had to do that. A little faster, less gas. Yeah, but uh, but other than that, yeah, 
simple car. It's a car. It's a car. That's kind of how I view things. Uh, all right, let's see. We have Automat uh, with a capital A. It is a service mark. So not a trademark or a registered mark, but a service mark. Used for a cafeteria in which food is obtained especially from vending machines. I feel like this is kind of... It doesn't say what year it was coined, uh, but that seems kind of like an old word. Maybe how, our parents it, would be familiar with Automat. But what kind of vending machines were around back then? I don't know. That's a good question, yeah. When were vending machines invented? Now we need to yeah, know this. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm guessing the 60s or 70s is maybe when this was from. It's got to be the same time as TV dinners. Uh, yeah, probably. All right, next we have uh, automate. So it's like automat with an E at the end. It is a verb from 1952. Uh, transitive definitions are first. One, to operate by automation. And I know that I'm enunciating those weirds, words weirdly, uh, but I want to make sure that you understand them. Number two, to convert to largely automatic operation, as in automate a process. Uh, now we have the intransitive definition, to undergo automation. And auto, automatable, automatable is an adjective. I think we see this a lot uh, with technology these days. Yeah, and economists are, are actually discussing automation a, mm. a whole lot in the last three or four years, asking all of these questions about whether we're going to be automated out of all of our work or not. Uh, and I have a lot of colleagues who think that this is a huge deal and the revolution is coming and we need a new society and stuff like that. And I tend to think, eh, it's just a little bit more of the same. We've had automation happening since uh, 1850 and the world is managed so far. Yeah, I, I uh, this might not be a good example, but the first thing I thought of was um, meteorologists, mm. right? There's a lot of automation, computer models in being able to predict the weather, but you still need that human to sort of interpret it and based on experience sort of predict where things are going to go. So I, maybe that's sort of what you mean that, that yeah, there's going to be more automation, but the humans aren't not aren't going to be out of a job because they still need to do something. I think you're right. Yeah, I agree. And we have one more word for this episode. It is automated teller. Two separate words. It is a noun from 1972, and we just have the synonym ATM, uh, which we read a while ago. Automated teller machine, something like that. Ooh, which you know what? If we flip the page, let's take a look to 84. Uh, that is, you know what, let's just read that. Automated teller machine. It's a noun from 1973, and the synonym is ATM. So I figured those should go together. So I didn't tell... Oh, yeah, go ahead. We still have banks. We still have banks, right? You, you can go to an ATM and get your cash, but you still sometimes got to talk to a person. Yeah. Um, so I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I want you to pick a word of the episode. So of all the words that we read... Using whatever criteria you want, what would be your favorite one? Actually, I think this automation or... Uh, yeah, we had automate. Automate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's the verb version of automation, I right. guess. Because I think automation yeah. is going to be coming maybe in the next episode. Uh, right, okay. So I think automate, it's a pretty big word. It is. It's it a is. big idea. Especially these days with technology and more things can be automated, but whether do you want to automate things or not yep. and looking at people's jobs... So that is going to be the word of the episode. Thank you very much to Ryan for uh, being my guest reader, being my guinea pig on this uh, new form, which I actually I think work really well. Uh, we can have a conversation about the words. Excellent. Thanks, and, Spencer. Uh, until next time, this is Spencer and Ryan reading the dictionary. Goodbye. Bye.